our New Testament reading this morning comes to us from a place where Presbyterians sometimes fear to tread. It's the book of Revelation. In the 19th chapter, beginning at verse 5 and continuing through verse 10, I invite you to listen for a word, an encouraging word from the Lord. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Here ends this reading from God's holy word. Our Old Testament reading for this morning is of the 146th Psalm. I invite you to listen for a word from the Lord as it is there written. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals, in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they shall return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those Who are bowed down, the Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphans and the widow. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Here ends this reading from God's holy word. A while ago now, the people of God were sent these inspired words from their heavenly king. It was before the time when Mechemi walked among men. It was even before the time when Jesus walked among men. Yet the word of the Lord for his flock all that time ago is like the author of the words, unchanging. 
And there's something comforting to be said even today for that. As the saying goes, the one constant in this world is change. And over the past few days, the world has seen a lot of it. My sermon this morning is not the one I began writing in the middle of this week. The text and the message have been changed, in part, I suppose, because it seemed the pastoral thing to do, and in part, because I have been given more different words to speak. With all the chaos happening seemingly everywhere you look the past week or so, it was receiving word on Friday from the minister slated to be our guest preacher for our homecoming that he had to cancel this engagement that set me over the edge. Now, granted, in the very great scheme of things, this is a pretty petty disappointment. Compared with the trials that so many have faced and are facing, this pales in comparison. But this is personal. This affects us. This affects me. So I must confess, I need to hear this word from the Lord as much as anyone listening to these words today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, all my soul. With that, the psalmist begins. And that, my friends, is never a bad place to start. Praising the Lord. There's a song that gets played on the radio from time to time from a group called Casting Crowns titled, Praise You in This Storm. I'm reminded of that as we find ourselves individually as a congregation, as a nation, as a world, seemingly in a rather stormy season. There's no lack of news lately, and some of us can attest to it more than others. And much of that news that gets reported, unfortunately, is negative. But Scripture stands ready to remind those who feel overwhelmed at times, those with ears to hear, that there have been many, many times in the long history of the people of God when things have been a bit or more than just a bit rough. After all, the Hebrews had been enslaved in Egypt. They had been taken captive by Assyria. They had been exiled to Babylon. They had been occupied by the Greeks and oppressed by the Romans. It's no wonder that along the way, they have given us the book of Lamentations. And so too written was the book of Psalms, which contains within it its fair share of songs, of laments, but also, at the same time, side by side, it contains its fair share of songs of praise, like this one we heard this morning. And then there are others which involve various combinations of lament and praise all put together. It's natural, I think, for human beings to cry out when things all get to be too much. We cry to and with our friends. We cry out on social media. We sign petitions. We go to rallies virtually and in person. We campaign 
And we contribute. And we vote. And all of these acts may be cathartic in themselves. And we may even see a change as a result of our action. But we are warned in this morning's readings not to place all of our hope for salvation in princes or in mortals. In the words of another song, from the law or the left or the government. For in scripture, we are introduced to the one who always hears those cries, the ones that we raise, and the only one who is endowed with the power and the authority to respond to each and every need of billions and billions of people. In this morning's reading from the book of Revelation, once again, we are enjoined to give honor only where honor is due, and that is to God alone. I find it comforting in times of distress to know that the cries that I make don't vanish into the great void somewhere, that they're not falling on deaf ears of a deaf God, but they do make their way ultimately to the living Lord himself. This God has, from the garden in Genesis to the new heaven and the new earth of Revelation, been present with two and four his people. He has never forsaken us. That he promised us, and to that pledge he has been ever faithful. So praise the Lord for his attentiveness to his people's cries in joy and in sorrow, even in the midst of the storms of this life. I was listening to the composer of this song that Casting Crowns made popular talk about the story behind it. And one of the things that he said was that since it was released a few years ago, he believes God has used it to tell many folks not that if you just love Jesus, then everything will be great, but to remind them that Jesus is great no matter what happens, that Jesus is with you no matter what happens. Put another way, that Jesus is worthy of our praise no matter what happens, even in the midst of the storm. And the psalmist reminds us he is worthy indeed. As we take but a moment to consider his divine goodness, the acts of awesome power and of tender mercy, which are part of God's self-revelation in Scripture, we may take heart that when we are weak, he is strong. Perhaps this is in part why the poor, the marginalized, the downtrodden, the desperate show up so often in the company of Jesus in the gospel accounts. In the problem of pain, C.S. Lewis wrote, Now God who has made us knows what we are and that our happiness lies in him. Yet we will not seek it in him as long as he leaves us any other resort where it can even plausibly be looked for, while what we call our own life 
remains agreeable, we will not surrender it to him. It is, rather, at times like these, when so many in the world, when so many of us are struggling to cope with the events of the day, that our own lives seem less agreeable. These are precisely the times when we are reminded once again that mankind, that we, are not as able to control water, earth, sky, hostility, greed, envy, hubris, the way we imagined we ought to be able to by now. So forbid them not come to me, Jesus says, of even children, for they have the wisdom to know that he can provide something that they cannot provide on their own, and that not even the very best of human parents can give them. We should follow the example of such little ones. After all, why should we not seek to honor, to worship, and to praise him? He was before our present troubles. He is with us in our present troubles. He will remain long after our present troubles. The Apostle Paul once wrote, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. But that doesn't mean, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that our current pain and our current grief and our current sorrow isn't very real. It, it is. We know only too well the disappointment, the guilt, the fear. But as people of God, we are also blessed to know the one who has overcome all these things and even death itself for our sakes. He is indeed worthy of all our praise. And truth be told, when we invest ourselves in this endeavor, when we are praising the Lord, we are spending less energy on ourselves, less time wringing our hands desperate of our own situation. Our burdens are eased when we share them with God, whose yoke is light. As he is walking beside us in the midst of this storm, it is right to offer him our thanks and our praise we were not made to do this ourselves. We were not meant to go it alone. Had we been, the story of the Bible would be a whole lot different than it is. Rather, we know from God's holy word that he has made us to be a covenant people, to know, to worship, and yes, to praise him as long as we have the breath of life in our mortal lungs. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Don't put your trust in princes, in mortals, in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, 
whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphans and the widows. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. And for that we may truly say, thanks be to God and amen.